Hello, Joe. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. <clears throat> I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years. And every single week, we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We How are never you? miss a week. I am doing very well. How are you? How's your laundry? <laughs> Good. Um, we. We haven't really uh, chatted much this week at all, have mm-hmm. we? No. I feel like the last th- last thing we said, and I had to reread the text to make sure I didn't like say something offensive and you were like mad. The last thing we talked about, you were like throwing a fit and saying you were going to quit the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap oh, yeah. podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I was kind of making fun of you, mm-hmm. but... Oh, then I, I know you responded? were having like a moment, so I was like, "Oh, I wonder if he's like mad." Yeah, here's the deal. Look, we put out a show. Okay, we have two shows, right? There yeah. are two versions of the show. There is a free the version, RuPaul yeah, stuff the main about. show, RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, which anyone can download. Go to iTunes, uh, you know, whatever podcast feed you go to, get it done, right? Then we yeah. have a Patreon feed where people pay a monthly. Uh, subscription so to speak and they get a bunch of other content i'm gonna tell you guys something and that supports the free side of stuff too it supports the free side harder to do the free stuff if Uh you couldn't have people support you on that other side the optional other side it's a great thing that we have that we have we we are very fortunate maybe i mean it makes sense but because of the fact that um uh the, sorry, I just know my camera was on. Which you're welcome to look at me, but I was just like, "Do you really want to look at me?" Um, well, I have my bandwidth down, oh. so I don't see you. Anyway, is those Patreon people are the one most wonderful people? If I could just wrap myself in a blanket of Patreon supporters, I would. The nastiest, worst people are the people who get the show for free. The most entitled John Arts is going crazy right now, by the way. John Arts is loving everything I'm saying. But the people who get the show absolutely for free are the ones that bitch the most. They complain the most. They are angry. They tell us to never listen to our, the free show again. So what happened was, I about a month or two ago, I got completely sick of this. And I told um, uh, resident show Twunk, uh, Evan Ayers, I said, listen, I'm going to have you. You're young. Handle all the social media. I don't. It hurts my feelings. I don't want to look at it. He goes okay, and then he, he the other day he goes, uh, "Oh, we got the weirdest iTunes review." Uh-oh. And I go, "Oh yeah, what's so weird about it?" And he goes, "The person started saying horrible things about you, and they kept promoting their uh, some other's podcast, and he said it was way better." And I just lost my goddamn mind. I texted you and Taylor. I texted Sweet Michael. And then what's funny is all of you knew, like, oh, shit, what just happened? You know? Because Sweet Michael actually works with Evan. So he mm-hmm. ran Evan's office and was like, what did you do? 
And he's like, I just told you. He was like, you, how do you not know not to tell Joe that? You know, the sensitive diva, Joe Batanz. He's like, you don't tell Joe that. So Michael went through the iTunes reviews and did a, a – he told Joe, I literally counted it up. For every one bad review, there's like, like 12 good reviews. They're all amazing. And all the ones that are um, negative are stupid. He goes like this is like I've seen this in a movie. You're locked in the bathroom. He's talking through the door. Yeah, your mascara's right. I'm uh, I'm Carlotta from Phantom of the Opera. Prima donna, first lady of the stage. Um. So um. Yeah, that's me. I'm just like no. So thank you. you, Mike. Mike was very helpful too. So was uh, Taylor the Latte Boy. They were both very, very. Everyone was helpful. I was calmed down within a half an hour after uh, a, a nice talking to in a Xanax, and then I was all good. A okay. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, just kind of um, feeling healthy for the first time in a while, which is weird. Why? What do you mean? You were feeling? Um, you were, were you not feeling well? Yeah, just some like diabetes shit. Kind of was oh, like sorry. You know, difficult, and I was dealing with that. So I'm kind of coming out of a fog, which is, um, I think, good for me. But I did want to tell you, Joey, and there are two I – I guess I, I have a coworker that hasn't really been talked about in the show much. Uh, but I did tell you how I went and saw Wedding Singer um, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Do you remember that? Yes. Um, the coworker that was in that show, um, he was – uh, walking by my desk the other day, and he was like, "Oh, hey, uh, I uh, met your roommate Mario on Grinder." <gasps> yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, whatever." And he was like, "Yeah, well, he's like super cute. Way into him. We've been talking." So they're uh, they were set to go out on a date the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, by the way, Mario didn't even bring it up to me, um, and we had talked so. Um, next time I saw Mario, I kind of confronted him and it was, uh, funny, but they're both like really into each other over the app, but I'm like, not sure that they will be super compatible. Uh, but I mean, that's none of my business. It's not my business to figure out. Um, but I just feel like they're both like, well, very superficial people or have superficial preferences. Like, Um, must check, you know, really high, hard to please boxes. Um, so, is your friend from work really good looking, really attractive? I mean, I feel like they're both, I feel like Mario and him are both kind of along the same level. They're both very handsome, put together people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've met Mario. I've met Mario. Um, and he's, he hasn't changed. He's, you know the same, so um, I I think that th- it'll be fine. However, their first date uh, that they were supposed to have got uh, rescheduled for some weird reason on my coworker's part. Mm-hmm. So they set up a second uh, first date, uh, rescheduled their first date, yeah. and then my coworker had to reschedule that one. And when he rescheduled that one. He asked me, he's like, you know, is Mario like an easygoing person? Is he going to, is this going to bother him? And in my head, I was like, oh shit, I'm surprised he's rescheduled twice because mm-hmm. he is not easygoing at all. Um, well, so, also, whatever, they're going, I think they're going out tonight. 
Isn't your coworker the one that was like for sure going to get some huge role in Wedding Singer and then got like chorus? Yeah, yeah. I that didn't. I forgot be, that I told that story. Seems to be in line with Mario. <laughs> he really does. It's funny. He talks a big game. So when I went to see him in the show, I thought for sure he was going to be kind of, I don't know, not as good as he was. Um, if that makes sense, I I felt like he he loved himself way too much to be somebody who that act, actually gets praise from people. Why would he talk this way? Mm-hmm. You get me? Oh, I get you. But nope, he has talent and he talks. <laughs> he knows it and he talks about it. So that's theater people. Um, there, there's you know, um, my husband from another dimension, Alex Lefebvre. Uh huh. Uh, I was talking to him recently on the phone because you know how I'm always talking to listeners on the phone. Right. I wonder why I talked to Alex Lefebvre. So uh, you might, you guys might have a podcast the way you do things. Maybe I'm not the only one you do this with. Yeah. Uh, no, literally, I someone actually noticed recently because you know here's my policy on social media. It's for people that I personally know, like I've met you. You know, you I, I'll follow you on social media. Yeah. And if I've never met you physically, you know, I'm not gonna follow you on social media. So people on the who listen to the show get really upset. They're like, why don't you follow me back on Instagram or Twitter or something like that? You know? And I've explained this policy. I follow Alex Lefebvre. Yeah. You know, because I I I have a big crush on Alex Lefebvre, right? We we have a hot listener um, named Jacob that you also follow. I know for sure. <laughs> oh, I do. We've yeah, we've never met him. <laughs> yeah, I see. <laughs> Don't tell Alex that. <laughs> so anyway, Alex, you know, Alex works in the world of musical theater. He, we were talking the other day. He's like Joe Batanz. I'm going to tell you something. I now have come around to your point of view. Musical theater people are annoying. But I don't really know much more than that. Oh. <laughs> well, Mara is going to find out if he likes a musical theater person. Um, I think tonight. So we'll see. Uh, is it going to be weird if like, you walk out in the morning and your coworkers there? Um, and the weird thing is I don't think Mario's ever really had people stay over. Oh, he just really? doesn't do that. I don't know. Hmm. Um, watch this space, <laughs> as my friend Rachel says often. Um, what's up with you, Joey? Well, you know I have this adopted son, Armando. Correct? Yeah. And uh, it's funny because you know he's grown up in what is officially known as the ghetto, and so he has very limited exposure to things. You know, constantly blowing his mind with very simple things. You know, so like uh-huh. for instance. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Like, he and his girlfriend, until recently, thought that Olive Garden was... Not that it was... Well, they liked it, but it, I think they would have been told, okay, it's not very good. They were floored that it wasn't authentic Italian food. Like, literally, okay. their minds were blown. They're like, but the commercials, it says when you're here, you're family. I'm like, yeah, sure. no, no one... No real Italian eats at Olive Garden, okay? So, um, anyway, I found out that one of these pockets... Is they've never seen a musical, ever? Oh, no. Well, th- there's, there's a trick to that. Say what you're going to say. There's a little bit of a trick to that, but on TV, 
No, never. They've never seen one. So um, I, I go, so I say, listen, well, doesn't your school put on plays? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen that, right? And then I go, okay, so like, what, what, what did you see last year? And they're like, well, there wasn't, I mean, it was a musical, and I guess they were singing songs, and it was about this, this guy and this girl, and they work in this factory that makes stuff, but they don't like each other, and everyone, you know, works in this factory, and I go, pajama game? And they're like, no, no, what, they didn't make pajamas? Like, did they make pajamas? They go, no. Oh, and then they were like, yeah. And then there was this one where it was like, I can't remember what they were. They were ridiculous, right? So I was like, huh, well, you know, uh, I have a a friend, Mike, who teaches at that school. And I know that that friend likes musical theater. Yeah. So I go, I'm going to call that. Yeah. I'm going to call that friend and I'm going to say, listen, (laughs) what are these musicals that these kids are talking about? Because they don't know what they're talking about. And he goes, so I call him, right? Uh-huh. And I go, what musical did your school put on last year? And he goes, I don't know. And I go, what? Oh. He goes, I don't go. He's like. That surprises me. Yeah. He, well, here's why. He goes, the school doesn't put any money in a theater. So the teacher just like writes the shows. Oh. She pulls a boo hacker. <laughs> and so when I've sort of figured out what I pieced together, I want to go. I know what I pieced together with Armando and Carla, his girlfriend, telling me, is I think she takes the plots of famous musicals, uh huh, and then writes whole other shows like that are kind of like it. <laughs> so it's like the pajama game, but then they don't make pajamas; they make pillowcases, you uh-huh. know. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and so it's it's like you know. Westland, you know, and it's like <laughs> Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream pants. <laughs> yeah. SpongeBob Sponge Pants Square Bob, the musical. You know? Uh then they have you know like Burr. That's it's Aaron Burr from his perspective. You know? <laughs> Okay, so so I'm fascinated by this woman. So so anyway, so I really l- want to go to one. <laughs> we should go. So later on, well, do you remember I always had this dream of doing a very serious theater review podcast, but it's of high school productions of things, but tree like it's so a really good. yeah. This is this is a horrible production of you know <laughs> like streetcar named desire. They're too young. Anyway, it sounds kind of hateful though. I know people get mad so mad. So anyway, some of your best jokes are. Yeah. So then I'm talking to John Paul. I see John Paul over the weekend. And I'm telling him that he's just so amazed by this. He's so amused by this story. And he goes, you know what? Because then we started talking. Let me ask you this question. Actually, you you know theater very well. Because I was thinking, I want to take them to an entry level musical. Like you can't you can't take a person who's never seen a musical to see like, you know, uh, flower drum, no flower drum, you could, but like you can't take them to go see, uh, you know, a little night music. Someone who's never seen, right. a, uh, you know. So what what kind of musical would you take a person who's never seen a musical at all? Never, she, they've never been to a live theatrical production, a professional yeah. one. I feel like just so I, I I didn't like introduce Steve to theater like you're talking about, but mm-hmm. I've made him go to a lot of theater, and he hasn't gone to a lot before he met me, and I felt. Like he really enjoyed 
it's weird, but maybe Kinky Boots was he really enjoyed. Oh, that would be a good yeah. one. Yes, something that is a kind good of big, but like a, a fun spectacle. Kind of like yeah. Sport. Um, or I would even think maybe one of these like Disney shows that like that isn't so theme park. So okay, I don't not I don't know. That might be at least they get in the door. I was thinking uh, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Well, I look. I agree with you, but it is the tunes are very hummable. It's an easy story to follow, and it's a spectacle. Okay. So I just think it's a great entry level one. Uh, also, I feel like Avenue Q, for especially for their age, is a good one. Uh, Book of Mormon, you know. But none of these are coming through LA. Sure. But John Paul does some sure. research, and he goes Hamilton's in Orange County. It's starting in early May, right? Okay. So he says, you know what? I actually know someone in the cast of this production of Hamilton. I'm going to tell him the story of Armando and Carla. And I'm going to see what I can do for them, right? Sure. So so the following week, I'm on my way to to, um, teach at their school. And John Paul calls me. He gives me the answer. Okay. So I take him to eat afterwards. And I go, I've got bad news and I've got good news. What do you want first? Like the bad news, I go. The bad news is, is John Paul. I told him the story about John Paul first, and I go. So the bad news is, John Paul talked to his friend, and unfortunately, he can't help you out with tickets. He he suggests, and I think this is a good idea. Something you didn't want to see. Yeah, no. He suggests (laughs) you download the app, and then just go on the Hamilton lottery. You can just do it on an app, and they just tell you what you want. You don't have to go to the theater. And I go, and I'll tell you what. If you guys do it. We'll pay for, I'll pay for it. You know, I think John Paul and I were going to split it. Okay. We'll pay for yeah, your tickets. Yeah, are these like $10 tickets though? Yeah, they're really cheap. No, no, no. I think, they, I, think I thought they were 20 Okay. I'll just cover it. John Paul offered, but I'm just saying, not making John Paul sound good, right? Yeah. We'll cover it, right? So you don't have to, you, you just tell us when you win and, and then I'll send you the money. Okay. And they're like, oh my God, it's so good. I go, they're like, was that the good news? I go, no. They go, what's the good news? I go, I'm going for free with John Paul, May 15th, and uh, I'm going to have a good time. I'll tell you how it is. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. John Paul's like, oh, I got his tickets. <laughs> Did that really happen, Jeff? That really happened. That's not, there's, no, there's no more to that story. That is true. You delivered it in that way? Yes. It's weird. It's good news for me. I didn't think it was good news for them. Okay. Look, they you uh, know they're going to land up going. They'll play they'll play the lottery. They'll play the lottery every day and they'll it's eventually a highly get competitive lottery and it's like 40 tickets per performance that they give away. But okay. I'm telling you they'll get in. Okay. If they go into Stanford, they can get into Hamilton. Look, if it, if it gets close, here's the deal. John Paul didn't do a hardcore press on this guy. Yeah. Uh he just sort of like um hinted about it. And the guy didn't offer. If that makes sense. And also, I have other, I have other ways of getting in there. I have other ways. There's no, there's, John Paul's not the only way. I have my connections. John Arts, call me, please. Um, Jen Mandel, please call me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not talking about Jen Mandel or John Arts. Uh, Bucky doesn't listen to the show, so I don't care. So, Do you uh, have uh, any other stories from this week? Well, don't you have any other stories? No. Oh. Yeah, I do have another story. I got to go look at Charlotte and see what it is. Oh, 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 I know what it is. Okay. So, 
know, tre- <laughs> you know Trevor, right? Yeah. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, listener. Trevor. Doesn't listen at all. Yeah. Unless Jed Mandel tells him to listen. So therefore, don't tell him. Yeah, right Jen. Now, Jed Mandel, if you're listening. Jed Mandel, don't contact him and say, listen. Even I don't care. So, so on Friday night, I'm doing nothing. I have no plans. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm excited. I think you can relate. Because I've been having these busy, busy, busy weeks. I just, it's so nice for once just to have like literally nothing to do. Nothing. Yeah. I'm so excited. And, but like literally like around 6 p.m. Friday, Trevor sends me a text message. And he goes, I have a free ticket to a show. Do you want it? And I'm torn because here's the problem with Trevor, which first of all, I want to say it's very generous of him. No one owes me any free tickets. Yeah. And he's v- always been very generous. Always been very generous. Yeah. I, know. I know. My problem, I'm all, we'll get to this. We'll get to my analysis. So the problem with Trevor was a wonderful thing about Trevor, but also the problem in this case. If Trevor goes to everything, Trevor's like the Z-League of, uh, of, of events in Los Angeles. He's everywhere. Okay? Yeah. So that could mean he's at like the opening of an envelope, you know, in Pacoima. But it also means he's having dinner for six with the Obamas. Right. So you don't know what this ticket is, you know? <laughs> and I, but I don't want to be gauche and be like, well, what is it? <laughs> Right, I think that's actually a very fair question. Well, I did it in my very Joe Batanz way. I said, listen, I'm home, and I'm kind of looking forward to spending the night in. I go, unless it's dinner, so if it's something in the caliber of dinner with the Obamas, I might be tempted. But for the most part, I think I'm going to say no. And uh, he goes, all right. And he never responded. So I don't know what it was. Oh, that's it. Oh. Yeah. No, actually, I, I do find out what it is. I do find out what it is. But in texting, I go, listen. I'm going to be in your neck of the woods. Because he had told me he bought a, a new house in Hollywood. He was so happy. He's like, you got to come check out my new house. My girlfriend and I bought it. And it's amazing. It's right by the Magic Castle. And Joe, you're going to love it. There's a singing room. Like a room for singing. And I was like, okay. You got to see it. I was like, okay. So I tell him, I go, I feel badly that I've just, I always say no to him. I'm constantly saying no. So I am truly on sun, on that Sunday, two days later, I was going to be in literally spitting distance of his house, you know, until noon. So I said, you know what? What are you doing after noon? Well, maybe we'll go, uh, we'll go, uh, I'll go see your, I'll take go see your new house. house yeah, yeah, take a look at your new house and everything. Like, oh, great. Yeah. So then Sunday happens. I hang out with my friend. You know, nothing special happens there. It's time for me to go. So I text Trevor. I say, listen, I'm out. I'm out uh, hanging out with my other friend. Where, what's, where are you? What's going on? He's like, meet me here. Right. And it's this super expensive restaurant. Oh, no. In L.A. And it's just like, oh, God. It's like one of these things where it's like. Like, I'm starting a nonprofit. I don't have all the money in the world. Right. Not that I have $0, but like I don't want to drop $50. The money you do have, you yeah. don't want to spend it on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm already obligated to go, so I go, right? I'm like, ugh, right? So when I get there, he already has, like, a little, like, fancy French toast thing waiting for me. 
He goes, I ordered this for us. I had like a bite. But I think I thought you would, I need you to, you should try this. It's so good. And I was like, okay. So I have some. It's really good. He goes, my friend Marlena's joining us. She's leaving town. So I want to see her too. I'm like, great. I like meeting new people. She gets there. She's super nice. So I met her. So I now follow her on social media. And um, so then the waitress comes and she goes to the table and she goes, can I take your guys' orders? I go, Trevor, why don't you go first? He goes, I already ordered. I already ordered my what I'm eating. I'm like, okay. So Marlena goes and he's like, you guys should get the this and the that. And like these like, you know, $20 entrees or whatever, which isn't too bad. Their brunch prices are cheaper. So she orders like this chilaquiles, you know. I didn't want it to be all Mexican when I said it. Chilaquiles, you know. And I ordered this like egg on some toast that was $20 or something, you know. Avocado toast with an egg on it. And I'm like, fine. My, you know what? Where's my phone? Okay. I'm going to send you. So the, the so the entrees come. So first thing I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you actually my entree. I'm going to send you. I'm going to show you um, Marlena's. Um, chilaquiles, right? Okay. So you're gonna see what she ordered. Um, wait, why is it Mike Lawson? There you go. So I'm sending you that. Now okay. I'm gonna send you what I got. Okay. And uh, yes, Mike Lawson. Did you get Marlena's chilaquiles? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I have my poached egg on avocado toast, which well, I will say was very good. And then now I'm going to send you what Trevor got. Okay. It looks good. I'm not a fan of a poached egg, though. Uh, well, you don't have to get the poached egg. You know, I got it with poached egg. And then I'm going to tell you what Trevor got. This is what Trevor got. And I was like, son, of a, did I send it to you? Nothing's coming through. I may not have sent it. I might send it again. If it might, I may have. I might actually send it to my brother. <laughs> my brother's going to, because he's Mike. He's going to be like, why did you send me a picture of sausage? Um, wait, this is what, this is what, uh, this is what Trevor got when you got it. What? That's what he got. Just three sausages? Yeah, three little sausage links. I don't <laughs> That's weird, right? That's but he totally got weird. the French toast thing too. He only took a bite of it. Marlene and yeah, I ate the rest weird. of it. So, uh, I was like, "What?" I mean, but here's here's what. So I'm like, oh, "This son of a bitch." He brings me. I'm like, "I'm not eating carbs." He brings me to this fucking fancy ass restaurant and orders three sausage links, right? <laughs> but uh-huh. but where it gets tricky though. So you're like, "What a dick," right? He split the bill three ways. So yeah. actually, he paid way more than he should have. This is the thing with Trevor. He's a complicated character. He does annoying yeah. things like order three sausage links at a fancy restaurant, but then he covers it three ways. Well, maybe he knows that he's complicated and he just wants to pick up his fair share of, you know, everything. That's true. So then we all caravan to Trevor's house, right? And I'm going to tell you something. I love his house right okay good i love it it's it's a fixer-upper he knows it's a fixer-upper okay 
But but it's not even like if it's not like a fixer upper where you're thinking like there's like shit falling down. It's the coolest house. It's bought it was built in the twenties by some silent film movie star. It's right by the Hollywood Bowl. Here's the deal. You know, he has Could he girl- walk to the Hollywood Bowl? Oh, oh, but yes, yes. You for sure. Mike, you know, I'm not even joking. Uh you were thinking of coming to Los Angeles, you know, soon? Yeah. I'm gonna oh, well, let me finish the story and I'll tell you. So this is the house is wonderful, right? I'm in love with the house. Okay. It's him and his girlfriend and their little animals, you know. And I'll display the house in a second. But this is not the house of of a, of a straight person. This is the house of a homosexual. And there's nothing homosexual about the house. But why would anyone who's not a homosexual want to live in a house that Mike has a dedicated wing of the house is he was right. It's a large high ceilinged room called the singing room that has these acoustics and has what's called the mezzanine and this spiral staircase that winds up the, 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 the side of the walls to a balcony that looks down onto the, basically the stage, which is the room. Then there's an offset room and that's for where the audience sits to watch these performances. And there's actually even from the twenties still there, the old pegs where the curtain used to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then in the rest of the house, it's smaller rooms, not tiny rooms, but just smaller rooms. Okay. And it's like a maze inside the house. It's like little hidden secret passageways. It's like where a gay magician would live, i.e. <laughs> Joe Batance. There's like secret passageways and hidden rooms. And like, it's super, super fucking cool. It's really, really cool house. It used to be a subway station. They turned into a house. What? Yeah. And so there's actually like on, in the, in the, in the um, driveway leading into the garage, there's like those... I don't know what you call them, those grooves where trains, we, the, the train things go in. Weird. You know, like when you see at Disneyland? On yeah. The, on the, yeah, like that, on the Main Street, like they have those like weird metal grooves. It has that, so like so the trolleys could go in there. It's actually a trolley station, sorry. And um, so anyway, there's a detached guest house. And he had told me, you should stay in the detached guest house sometime, right? And I was like, I'm not staying in this fucking haunted house, right? <laughs> so I go there, Mike. This guest house is amazing. So what they've done, because they want to Airbnb the guest house, they've already fixed up the guest house. The guest house is ready to go. It has its own Wi-Fi, Apple TV, a nice TV. It's two stories. The guest house is two stories. I would say it's like 800 square feet, maybe, 700 square feet. So the whole bottom floor with a nice-sized kitchen and a living room, and then they go upstairs, and it's it's basically the whole floor of the second floor is a bedroom with a bathroom. Wow. Yeah. So And so Airbnb makes him more than renting it, like having a tenant. I think he wouldn't want the hassle of a tenant. I think he likes the idea of Airbnb. Does it have a kitchen? Yes. I guess could be the problem. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Someone could live there for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Be great. Wow. And he actually is even building a different wing of the house to even Airbnb because it it could actually have its own separate entrance. Mm -hmm. So he thinks that with doing Airbnb and fixing up and doing that, like he could basically pay his mortgage through Airbnb, you know, or at least put a significant dent into his mortgage. Yeah. So, and it wouldn't be an inconvenience to him because it's all separate. Like he wouldn't really interact with these people. 
you right. know, apart from like letting them stay there. So yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually even suggesting that you and uh, uh, Steve should stay there when you're in Los Angeles. I'm already renting out Trevor's house, <laughs> but I'm sure he'd let you stay there for free. Trevor's so generous. Yeah. We don't know what we're doing yet, but yeah. That's a great idea. I'll hook you guys up. It's like you would not hate staying there. You'd be like, oh my God, what the what the F? So uh yeah, so anyway, so I saw his house. Anyway, the singing room. So I'm all this is amazing, this house, right? And he's he's yeah. in the process of remodeling. He's doing a really good job. He's like blueprints and an architect and shit like that, right? It's on the National Registry of Historical like landmarks. So he has to be careful about what he does. But he already yeah, wants to start doing cool. performances and stuff there. He goes, let's start doing comedy shows here and magic shows. And I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of into it. Yeah, it sounds cool. Oh, because here's the deal. How well do you know the Hollywood Bowl? Even just a little bit. A little bit. Okay. You know there's that parking lot where everybody parks? Yeah. Okay. So his house is like not my, you. I might as well just say across the street from one of those parking lots, right? And he told yeah. me when the Hollywood Bowl isn't in season, you can just park there for free. So he's like, yeah, so if I have parties and the Hollywood Bowl's not going, they can just park in that parking lot. And that's when, so like, you don't have to worry about parking. Wow. Yeah. I'm kind of excited by it. pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. Good for Trevor, too. That sounds like he's doing well for himself. That's part of the thing. I was like, what what is going on? Like, where's Trevor making all this money? Right. (laughs) This is the guy that used to run the rivers. I I know what he does. I don't know if I want to say it in the air. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. But um, but uh, I'll tell you, he used to work for Target. He used to work for Target. You know what? You're saying that to be funny, but that's the joke I want to make. Let me say this. He works for a company that does nothing illegal. It does things that are perfectly legal. Okay? It's a perfectly legal company. But I believe that illicit people do things with this product. Oh, okay. I'm going to rephrase. People do illicit things with this product, but that's not what it's intended for. And it's a totally noble, nothing wrong with it product, right? It's just like, it'd be like saying like, it's the equivalent of saying they like- they profit from that. It's the equivalent of, well, no, not really. It's the equivalent, yeah, they do essentially, but uh, but so does a bank. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if criminals put money in a bank, the bank profits from it. And that, that's a very big hint of kind of what he does. He works in finance, let's say. Okay. That makes sense? So that's why I was going to make a joke like- what, is he doing the illicit things with the money? So, like, I don't know. But no, but he has a very, to be honest with you, he's a, a, like a marketing director. He was a marketing director at Target. So he has had, like, a respectable career. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. Good yeah. for him. Uh, hey, Joe. Yes. Are That's you still me. There? Hi. That's my name. Uh, d- did you hear this Golden State Killer suspect appears in court handcuffed in a wheelchair? So, uh, the... Uh, Man that authorities say killed 12 people and raped dozens of women in a string of attacks across California decades ago mm-hmm. made his first court appearance on Friday. Mm-hmm. Did you hear this story? Yes, I heard this story. I got in a big fight, what, with, my, I got in a big fight with my dad about it today. Why? So, I'm this morning I'm talking to my parents, right? Yeah. And my dad goes... Uh, did you see how they ended up catching the Golden State Killer? And I go, yeah, I saw. He goes, what a dummy, man. Like, why would he get his DNA registered? And I go, no, he didn't get his DNA registered. 
they took his DNA and they put it in one of these like 23andMe or like Ancestry.com like uh-huh. websites. And they used that DNA to find out people who were related to him. And then they put those people in and they found a guy, a distant relative, who nearly matched the DNA. So they realized they were on the right track and then they tracked it down to him. They stalked him and blah, blah, blah. GED match is where they actually found him. But Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. It's basically like a 23andMe. Yeah, yeah. But that's important to the story, actually. So then I go, he goes, what? What? And I go, yeah. He got like really mad. He goes, that's uh-huh. bullshit, man. That's bullshit. The, the, that, that's against the law. They shouldn't be. The, the, the. And he like got on his computer and started Googling things. He goes like, and now the DAs won't say whether they paid for it or whether it's uh, whether it was a court order. I go, I don't know what the privacy policy states with this DNA, right? Yeah. So I go on 23andMe. And there's a, the privacy policy states that they won't share your DNA unless ordered, unless by court order, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I go, uh, I tell him this. He goes like, well, he got like, that's, that's in government interference. And blah, blah, blah. He got like really, really, really mad, you know? Wow. Yeah, like yeah. really heated to the point of like, okay, let's end this conversation, right? So I, yeah. So he goes to the restroom, right? And he's in the restroom. I call him, my mom, I go, I think he killed someone for like 40 years ago. <laughs> and she goes, I know, right? And I go, who's that? I've never seen him get that upset about anything. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> you don't really think that he did, though. Do you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Mike Lawson. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God, I just got a horrible text message. From who? Hold on. Are you laughing or crying? Mike Lawson, Joe Batan stupidly sent the picture of the sausage to Trevor Wynn. Uh, oh. <laughs> remember I told you, like, did, he know, did he know that um, you took the picture? Yes, I did. I said, this is so stupid. I'm going to take a picture of the sausage. So actually, sure. I think he thinks I'm just kidding with him and saying, how are you doing? Yeah, right? yeah. It's totally, it's like, like, I do that sometimes. Like, remember this funny moment? Yeah, yeah. He went, yeah, yeah buddy, dropped another two pounds for this summer this week, thanks to those sausages. Okay. Well, good for him. Well, yeah, buddy. <laughs> I was like, who did I send those sausages to? <laughs> anyway, so Michael, I think my dad killed someone. Anyway, so carry on with this story. By the way, I want everyone to know I'm disappointed in the story. Everybody know the story. Mike has the best story on Trello. I was so excited to hear the story. No, I don't. A woman's six-year battle with Crohn's disease was really a ketchup packet stuck in her... T- oh, wait, I put that story in there. <laughs> Your face is next to it, you idiot. <laughs> Yeah, I've got the best story. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. No, so basically this dude um, committed some crimes between 1976 and 1986, and he just got arrested now. That's the that's the basics of the story. Yeah. Um, and you kind of got into the DNA stuff. Um, they're basically just suspecting that a relative of this dude must have submitted their DNA to one of these sites at some point. And they were able to find him. So that's crazy. 
Um, it's out of control crazy. Like, like, I don't know. Like, that's so weird that they could, that they, and now I actually want to do those 23 and me things. I want to see who I'm related to. I've done one. Oh, you have? Um, yeah, I did it. Um, and I didn't find out anything really interesting. <laughs> like it's, I don't know. It's like percentage of this percentage of that. Um, for a while I was doing some genealogy stuff too and tracking mm-hmm. kind of my names, uh, my family names back as mm-hmm. far as I could. No, uh, I don't know. I kind of lost interest. Um, well, that happened to me. I got super into like my DNA of my, my ancestry, my actual ancestry and like doing genealogy. Yeah. And I will say I was actually very surprised with the help. Um, I have a cousin who's done a lot of that stuff already on his my dad's side. So that a lot of that work was done, but they, I even made some big headway on my mom's side. Oh, remember, a catching up listener actually helped us. Uh, yeah, I don't know if she wants her name on the air, so I won't say it. But okay. um, but she was really helpful in giving me advice on how to do that. But I went I went all the way back to the 1700s, and then the trail went cold. But with like, especially my dad's family, for like, uh, so there's a part where you, we can actually I can actually see that the the photo they took when he came to the U.S. in like 1910, like the yeah. immigration photo or whatever, and the actual card and whatnot. And then, but when he leaves Chihuahua, Mexico, you go back. No one ever left Chihuahua, Mexico, in his family. And that, not even the same. Not even the town Allende. You know, they're just all there. Like even in the 1700s, they're still there. Hmm. So it was just like maybe, oh, still maybe in, somebody uh, just lied on the paperwork. Like you know, still, or, still, still in Allende, lazy. Chihuahua. You know, still there. <laughs> I was hoping I'd feel like, oh, here's where they came on the boat from Spain kind of thing. But um, hey, what what's going on in LA? Anything about a lady that thought she had Crohn's disease? Mike, I literally really thought it was yours. And I was even thinking at one point, like, oh, Mike uses Flip It now? That's so do I. You know? <laughs> so uh anyway, Mike, um, if you open up ketchup packets with your teeth. You might want to change your ways. A 41-year-old woman thought she had Crohn's disease, inflammatory bowel disease, for six years until she underwent surgery and a doctor happened to find two small pieces of plastic that said Heinz in her small intestine. Once... Look. I'm sure there's a bunch of... uh, Never mind. There's a lot of gay jokes I was going to make there. Uh... (laughs) Uh, once the plastic was removed from her body, her symptoms, diarrhea, fatigue, abdominal pain, went away. The woman has no memory of eating a meal in which she used ketchup packets. Mike Lawson, um, have you? do you have any kind of intestinal problems or anything like that? No. I've used ketchup packets before. Though. Have you ever eaten them? I don't think so. Um, but this lady, you know, it wasn't she ate a whole thing ketchup packet it was just pieces of one right yeah but i so. guess i guess they got stuck you know yeah i'm gonna do my other story that i got because i didn't know i was doing that one so uh here we go with this one stressed out students can now break down in the cry closet at the university of utah school isn't yeah. always fun in fact during the weeks of back-to-back midterms and finals it can make you want to scream or break down and have a good old-fashioned cry enter the Cry Closet, Utah University's therapeutic standalone tiny room, complete with cute plushies you can cuddle with while you let it all out. 
Rules posted on the cry closet include knock before entering, only one person in the closet at a time, limit your time in the closet to no more than 10 minutes, turn lights and timer off before leaving, and use hashtag cry closet U of U if posting on social... Who's posting on social media? They were just in the cry closet. The cry closet wasn't built or funded by the university, but instead is a student project. Mike Lawson, would you ever use something like a cry closet? No, no. Would you? No, I, I would I don't, never. I don't think the, I can't even think of the last time I actually really cried. I tear up very easily, but I don't think I've cried. Yeah, I. I mean, I cry when I watch things. I kind of can go up, go pretty strong, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. It seems kind of just dumb to me. I don't. That's all I have to say, really. I saw the pictures of it too. It looks stupid. Are there pictures of it? Uh, I I saw this article. You have a boing boing article, but I saw it. So I don't read boing boing. So oh, I, I just I just I just saw, I just saw it. I just looked at it right now. So it looks so dumb. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got going on, Mike Lawson. Uh, do you have anything going on next week? What's What's up in your world? It's my dad's birthday on uh, Sunday. I already got my dad's gifts. I told oh. my mom, I'm like, I can't wait. I, please tell me it was a 23andMe DNA my mom, kit. I'm sad that I got my dad the gift already. I would have gotten him a 23andMe DNA kit. You should just print something and wrap a box and make well, it like appear as it. Because it would be such a funny gift. Oh my you God. have a heart attack or yeah, something. Yeah, he really though. would. It would be so funny. Wouldn't it be sad though if I really did get him that and then he, was, he goes off on it? <laughs> and I'm like so bummed. I go to the cry closet and cry. Oh, I'm gonna buy one of those ma- those trackpads because my uh, the keyboard I got doesn't have a trackpad for the Mac, and they're expensive. I have a Magic Mouse, and I like it a lot. What's a Magic Mouse? It's a Apple's Bluetooth mouse. Um, oh, okay, it has like you can swipe on it, so like between windows and stuff, you can't like pinch zoom or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can, I don't know. I like it. Mm. All right. Well, that's what I got going on. And I, they're, they're expensive too, but not as expensive as the trackpad, I think. Well, no, here's, here's like, one I see on Amazon for $40. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh, wait, here's a $20 one. Sorry. Go ahead. But is it coming from Apple or is it like, no, it's like, like you know, reset, it's called from like, like weird. but it's like Apple, like A-P-E-L or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the E's backwards. Yeah. um what do you got wait that's all you got going on my dad's birthday yeah that's it i work a lot yeah good yeah i don't have anything either um steve and i might go hiking tomorrow um but then pretty much just working a weird work schedule next week uh because we're opening the color purple oh and i wanted to tell you joey um a friend of the show amber oh friend of the show amber I don't know. We're not editing, so sorry, Amber. Uh, is that weird, Joe? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go listen to it. I'll I'll try to do it right now. I'll remember, okay, but I may not. Show- I may not remember Amber. So if I don't, Paul. <laughs> oh, wait, I just said, said it, it again. again. Friend of the show, Amber sent us a really nice email. Ugh. If you send us an email, I won't give your personal information out. Sorry about that. But Amber uh, sent us a really nice email on our contact form, which is at catchingupodcast.com. 
uh, click contact and you could send an email to Mike, to Joe, or to Mike and Joe. Amber sent us a, a nice little message to tell us that she listens. And um, thank you for doing that, Amber. All right. Cool. Well, it was nice catching up with you, Joey. for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at cupodcast Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson and follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) 